punch your face. Hey, we are live now. We're doing it. The famous Sylvia Urban is in the house. Huh. How's yeah. it going, Sylvia? It's going good. Is it good? Yeah. How'd you like the intro music? That was good. That was kind of... Reminds me of our son. Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, we got to answer a question because I told Peter that you would come in and we would do um, kind of a Q&A thing. Mm -hmm. And um, me and Peter already answered this. Did you hear us? Yes. Kind of we already talked about it? Yes. And But we thought it would be good to have you in here and kind of take this. So you kind of got the question a little bit, right? Um, well, uh, yeah, just ask it again so I could hear it. <sighs> Sylvia, I can't ask that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I mean, you're you're always so complicated, I and that's know. one of the things that I we know. need to talk about on this live <laughs> broadcast. Um, no, this this question had to do with um, kind of selfishness in the marital bed, and um, serving your spouse when having lust in your heart. And I don't think it's towards anybody like in specific. Mm -hmm. But it could be like things you saw or, you know, mm -hmm. people you saw. So maybe you would do lock into someone um, and wrestling with uh, fantasies in the marriage bed, just in your brain. And I didn't get with this question with with Peter, but I will with you. And it was how to find joy in your spouse's sexual joy when attracted to other people. Okay. So, it's kind of a lot there, huh? Yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean, like uh, how you and Peter were going through it, Peter was saying there's, you know, there's a lot to lust, you know, and so I liked how he defined it biblically and um, things like that, but there, you know, there's a lot to it. It's not just really like a, a blanket thing. Someone could be thinking of, you know, a multitude of things or um, that could stem from a, a multitude of areas, you know? Yeah. Um, like, like, like when it comes to yourself, um, like how do you deal with some of that stuff that goes in your mind or things like that? I mean, do you, are you like, are you able to just kind of focus in the right spots or like, how does that work? Um, well, I think my brain is, is flighty too. You know, I, um, what? Oh you my goodness! You, and you, you know that it is. I can't believe it. I, I <laughs> you mean, know I'm that it is. I'm upset that you, you would. You don't think I'm the best looking guy ever in the planet? Well, you know what, honey, and I've and I've talked to you about this before. I am hurt. I've I've talked to you about. <laughs> I've talked to you about how um how you've set the bar really high, you know where, um, with where with amazing charisma. <laughs> well, you know it's um. You you've made my 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 life and my spiritual place very safe. Mm -hmm. So um, I will always gravitate back to that, even when my mind is flighty, even when I'm reminded of, reminded of images in my my past or my present, um, you know, and take that into the marriage bed. Um, it it isn't going to sway me because I know who you and I are in Christ. Um, so, you know, I think early on in my my marriage with you, 
when I didn't have this knowledge or wisdom or maybe where I didn't feel as safe, not necessarily because you didn't make me feel safe, but because I had my, um, my fear issues or, um, you know, things that I was battling with, you know, in, in, in my flesh, you know, if I'm honest, um, you know, but now where I'm at and where I'm at with you and in the talking and um, we're very open um, we talk about a great multitude of things I found um, safety um, comfort and rest in you you know and um, and realizing that that stems from your relationship with God mm-hmm. you know so our common denominator makes these these issues in our in at least in my mind now um, very small. Yeah, so you bring up a good point, and I never really thought of this one either, and that is with this question, there is something to be said with kind of where where the marriage is at as far as the longevity of the marriage, too. Um, meaning, you said early on, you know, it could have been, uh, uh, you know, probably more detrimental because, uh, you know, if, you know, you were to talk maybe uh, um, about if you went to some, if you went to your spouse and said, hey, I don't like, you know, this, your smell or I don't like the way you, you're looking or I'm struggling with my attraction to you. That would be tough early on in the marriage because you're saying you didn't have that longevity of time where th- there was really an establishment in the marriage. Usually biblically, it's by the guy who's establishing a strong, biblical, loving, safe mm-hmm. place, yeah. you know, to, to discuss these matters more and more and more. Um, and, and sometimes early on in the marriage, uh, people haven't, you know, who, if they've never discussed these issues, that means there's never really been a safe place to really discuss sexual matters. So they might never have done that in dating and so in their marriage, they've never done that either. And so right. it's probably difficult. You know, you, I think you brought up another good point, and that is the man needs to work on establishing good sexual talk um, throughout the marriage. Right, right. And, and I think for me it was, um, you know, you showed, you showed a lot of vulnerability in your, um, in your walk with with God, you know, and that that created a different mindset in my mind um, because, you know, in my background, that wasn't typical for me to see a man like that, you know, vulnerable, um, you know, um, and so it, it, it made me look at you in a light of, you, okay, you're strong enough to, you know, to bear these burdens with me and, um and you know help me get over fears of of saying certain things to you or um you know but but again there there's so many aspects to conversations like this you yeah know, but like, like i think of i think of like short things like small things and this is me and sylvia's world but i think of like watching a show and even you know i'll bring up the the thor movie again but you know you even watch a show like thor with your spouse mm-hmm and like, you know, I'm the type of guy where if I watch that show, um, you know, instead of moving away from the obvious of the movie, 
I tend to move in it. Like I tend to, oh, right. you know, so it's like, you know, where some couples won't do that because of incredible fear <laughs> or maybe reluctancy of talking about the, the sex subject or sensuality. Mm -hmm. um, you know, things that the way we perceive ourselves, the way we see something attractive, the way we feel attractive, uh, um, those type of things. They, they don't really think about these subjects or don't talk about them. Where because of my biblical involvement, I see God as a passionate God. And God's very um, into that. He's very into the way people view him. And he desires to be glorified and seen as beautiful and seen as attractive. Come delight in me. Um, come taste of me. Um, am I not glorious? Am I not better than, you know, all the prizes of Egypt? All these things. So I tend to, because of my biblical studies, I tend to not move away. So when I see Thor and we're hanging out, you know, watching Thor and Thor takes off his shirt and, um, you know, he's got the hammer and everything like that. And, you know, I'm like, whoa, you know, check out that, you know, <laughs> right. and, 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 and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not scared that you'll look at a guy like Thor and be like, wow, that, that, that guy has an amazing figure. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, where I would imagine some guys maybe would be. And, and and what would that look like in a marriage if you couldn't you couldn't just bring up the obvious right you know you couldn't like what would that look like and i guess that's not an an a, 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 a question it's just kind of an, a a thought well i mean i i always like to look at it through you know god's lens i mean you know god created people and he created them all you know so so beautiful and glorious and and, um, you know, I think it's, it's our eyes and our minds that distort, um, you know, distort how others view things. Um, that's why I, I tend to just want to be like, you know what, you know, God, <laughs> you know, God is just glorious. And like you said, it's like, you know, he, he creates things for his pleasure and, and, um, and all is glorious like that, you know, and. But some, um, but some th people are prettier than others. Well, again, that's your that's your perspective, right? Yeah. To God, if God was sitting here, he'd be like, "Well, no, they're all they're all glorious. They're all beautiful." Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so totally. so it, it's it's our mind. You know, it's it's what it's what we consider to be beautiful. Yeah. You know, you know, you could think Thor is like you know it, you know, but I could be like, uh. He's okay. I, I really think you're better. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's nice to look at, but he's not you. Right. You know, and that's how I, that's how I, I see it. Yeah. God created me for you. Yeah. Cause you see it as a, like a totality of being too. You're not just looking at a, a piece of body and separating right. it from right. uh, all the things of intimacy of a person and their being and their behavior and their attitudes and right. things like that. Right. I, I, I just want to, I'd like to change my perspective on, on how we view um, things and people and, and, and our thought process and um, weigh it against how, you know, where can God get the glory here? You know, and yeah, um, what, what it, would you, or what would you suggest for um, for someone who struggles with um, 
you know, maybe the way their 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 spouse is looking? Um, well, I guess I would start with kind of, you know, asking them questions of, you know, where's their heart at? Um, you know, is this, uh, you know, is this, is this a flesh issue on their part? You know, is it, right. you know, or are they really concerned for them physically, you know, and, and currently they're not attracted to them because, you know, maybe they're overindulging in food and that's been a, a problem for them. And, mm, um, that's a good point. and that's been a, that's been their sin issue and they're kind of more disgusted with the, the, the sin issue. And, and it's, and it's being brought into the marriage bed because they've been arguing about these things. And, um, like I said, it's, it's such a, it's such an interesting topic, you know, cause I think there's really, there's more to a lot of these things than just looking at it as, you know, I'm currently not attracted to you there, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what and, I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes in the, sometimes in the marriage bed too, when thoughts are happening, when you have thoughts, when you're having intimacy and thoughts come to you, um, you know, it's like some people are fighting their thoughts so much that they no longer can be intimate with any, with their with their spouse. Right. Um, which I don't know if that's really a great way to go. I think I think sometimes you have to in in intimacy, you have to just allow, uh, just kind of process in a in a quick way. But you just have to go like. Hey, if you if there's something's locked in your brain that's that's arousing, um, you know, you know, you, you you just you know, for me, I always just bring it back to thanking God. I think that's how it works in my own mind, where if something uh, that I've seen or felt felt or smelled or whatever it was that that causes some kind of arousal in me during intimacy, I tend to always come back to in my mind. Um, just thinking of like just a Thanksgiving attitude of just like, man, thank you God so much for um, my spouse, you mm -hmm. know, and that just hits my mind, you know? So I think that's how, if you take every thought captive, I think that's how I do it where to me, that's positive and it still keeps me able to experience the intimacy with my spouse, with you at the moment mm -hmm. where you know, if you if you took every thought captive in the sense of like a real negative thing where you're just like, no, you know, I'm not going to, you know, and it, to me, it would kind of like stunt the the in a sense, the mood. Right. You know, and and and, you know, I, I've always heard those stories of maybe like a spouse saying to another spouse like, hey, I'm thinking about someone else right now. <laughs> actually, they actually oh, say they actually say something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, that's um, you know, that's certainly uh, you know, a, a killer right there in the bedroom. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you can't expect me to, you know, be intimate with you if if now you've put that out there, you know. Yeah. That that's more of a time to you know pray and seek God together than yeah. you know be intimate. But and and I think I think is is. You know, we have to realize that we all have thoughts that run through our mind all the time. Oh, yeah. And and we have to realize that. Uh, but it certainly doesn't mean I have to share all those thoughts in intimate moments. I have to learn how to um, know the proper times and the proper person. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if there's anything we learn about the Psalms, and that is you need to c come to God and talk to God about those things. Right. Um, it's not that my wife, it's not like you need to know everything about what goes on in my mind. Right. 
and I don't need to know everything that goes on in your mind. Right. I mean, I know, I, I believe God's big enough and you're, he's working in your life. And as you take things to him, God will work things out. Yeah. You know, those type of things. Yeah. Does that make some sense? Yeah. Okay. So another question that we had is, um, this one comes from a good friend of ours. They said some practical tips for keeping the flame burning years in. Ooh, keep the flame burning. Mm. It says um, an anniversary episode. Why don't you and still do that? Um, so anniversary, 25th anniversary. How do we keep the flame going? Because me and you have always said that our, our life um, together has always actually gone more radically closer. We've uh -huh. always gotten more intimate as we've gotten older um, instead of less intimate. Uh -huh. And um, that's always, uh, obviously we're gonna get old and our bodies are gonna just at some point fall apart and, and intimacy will be different than maybe what it is today. Um, I don't know though, maybe it won't be for us, you know, but right. we, we've, we've always been, um, uh, highly intimate people. Mm -hmm. Um, and not every marriage is like that. Some marriage, you know, people's arousal is different. Um, you know, uh, you know, and it varies. Yeah. So some marriages have a high arousal, you know, their husband and wife are highly aroused by each other and some of them aren't. Yeah. And, and those type of things. Um, but, but that's what this person asked us is, you know, practical tips for keeping the flame burning. Hmm. Um, you know, and I don't think, you know, what's funny is me and you, I mean, I don't know if we've ever really thought about these things. Have we? Um, like we haven't, no. have we ever had talks about like how to keep <laughs> things going? No, uh, no, but I mean, in asking the question, I mean, things come to mind as to, as to why, um, it still feels very new, mm -hmm. um, you know, with you and I, and, and, um, I think a lot of it is the um, the communication we have is is just really really cool, you know. Um, we can tell each other anything and um, still be able to be playful, or you know, because we're willing to to go the distance with our conversations and um, and hear each other's thoughts and relate them to you know, our, our past, present and future and families and our kids and, um, you know, how, how God's in our life, just, you know, knitting everything together. And, um, you know, and, and we always kind of seem very, um, in awe of what God's continually doing in our lives. Um, even in, in, in some traumatic times in our lives, you know, where we're just able to, um, to just keep that dialogue alive and um you know it, i mean to me that that's like the intimate moment those are that's intimacy to me yeah those are safety moments yeah right those are th what you're talking about is like we continue to give real safe places for each other just to be what each other is right you know we're, right and we're, we're not trying to force you to be something and you're not trying to force me to be something right I mean, even though we, we've had those moments in our life, you know, God's given us those times to be able to battle through those yeah. and get to where we are um, because we continued to talk. You know, we continued to seek each other out and 
and see how we can glorify God in, in this and um, and how our how our kids can benefit from it and how you know people that we minister to can benefit from it you know nothing in our lives is is really hidden from um, I think God's community and um, yeah because it's, it's all usable it's all very valuable and yeah I think and, and I think you're right and I think this person's wanting to know is how do we keep the sex flame burning years in how, and, and what you're talking about is just being intimate outside of sex that's yes. what creates the intimacy within sex yes um, yeah which is so vital in a in in uh, a christian marriage we are uh christian marriage is supposed to emphasize passion but passion is life it's mm -hmm. not it's not just an event you know like a sex event it's mm -hmm. it's a part of life right and so we're we're you know we're when we watch tv together that's intimacy and and there's pl there sh there can be playfulness in that. Um, then there's serious talks where we cry or where we're sad, mm -hmm. and we hug each other or we pray for one another. And there's intimacy in that. Mm -hmm. But it's all safety. It's all around safety. Right. Um, so and then of course in our intimate lives, um, that's something just between me and Sylvia, of course. Um, but we can't say that what happens is we always um, have grown in our intimacy and we certainly can let people know about that and what we mean by that is our education um uh of physical intimacy has always grown meaning there's always new things to learn um even about physical intimacy and it's not something where you get out of a book or watching um something so much on on a video but it's so much just through learning as you go and talking and and expressing and and um so it's kind of on hands but uh um i, I think of those things too that um have has made things kind of fresh you know and um i think if i did the if we did the same intimacy things uh if you know if our intimacy was the same as it was when we were 18 and and, and we mentally were still at 18 and we were sure it would get kind of boring but what you're saying is that there's a lot of growth in other areas that all kind of accumulates in the intimacy in the marriage bed. Well, yeah, I think I think there's just um, such a, a certain way that God has cultivated our relationship um, to make that that physical part of our um, intimacy um, very special and an increase um, because of all the other things that we've been able to trust him in. Um, and all this comes from, you know, trusting God with each other. Um, you know, if you have kids, you trusting God with your, your kids and um, what that looks like and all the details in there and how you communicate that with your spouse and, um, and you know, and just cultivate your relationship that way, to, you know, and, and it translates Check out into, into a, a cool intimacy. Wait, you know? did you hear? Take flight and love or lust. That's it, Sylvia. Questions on Twitter. <laughs> that was the outro music. You didn't <laughs> connect it. You, did you hear it? it? It sounded so nice. I just thought, <laughs> I'm going to keep on talking. <laughs> that was super funny. Let's, that was super funny. Oh, I, pu I put the music bed on there, and I was just like, I wonder if she's going to catch this. That it's like. No, I heard it, but I just thought, ooh, that like, sounds real oh, good. She's like, oh, it sounds like all the times we talk just normal. I so. know, because we talk to music. <laughs> you know, talk to music, man. It's awesome. <laughs> Hey, guys, thanks for checking us out. We'll talk to you later, okay? Bye-bye.
Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, Take Flight and Love or Lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36.8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.